The text for the sermon this morning is taken from Luke chapter 5. We'll read the verses 12 through 16, but the text is verses 12 through 14. While he, that is Jesus, was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded, for a proof to them. But now even more, the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to, a desolate, to desolate places and pray. Congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, have you ever been invited to a birthday party or a social event and you decided not to go because you didn't think you were good enough? Have you ever walked into church on a Sunday morning feeling like you shouldn't be there just because you don't measure up? And young boys and girls, Perhaps you have, at one time or another, felt left out because there are certain friend groups at school, at school that won't let you in. There are many reasons why we feel sometimes unworthy or unwanted. On the other hand, sometimes we also treat people that way, don't we? We treat people as if they are unworthy or unwanted. We can be very cruel to one another. In that regard. Well, in the passage we just read, the Lord Jesus meets a man whose life was one of lonely isolation. He is covered with leprosy. In fact, the original wording of the text indicates that he is full of leprosy. He's completely taken over by this disease. He's suffering from a very bad case of this disease. And it's a loathsome and painful disease and it has a stigma attached to it. Anyone suffering from this disease had to live in isolation. They had to quarantine themselves from the rest of society. And if that wasn't enough, whenever he ventured out on the road, he had to cover his face, and if he met someone, he had to cry out, unclean, unclean. He wasn't just physically unattractive, he was a social outcast. He could not experience the regular blessings of family and marriage and friends, work or worship. He wasn't allowed in the temple. He was a dead man walking. A prisoner in his own skin, faced with the certain knowledge that he had a slow and painful death ahead of him because there is no cure for his disease. He had no options left. Only a divine miracle could save him. 
And then he hears about Jesus. A man who can heal the deaf and the blind and the lame, even raise people to life. He can cast out demons. It's no wonder that when he comes face to face with Jesus, he falls down on his face in front of Jesus and begs Jesus to cleanse him. And he doesn't come to Jesus with a mere faint hope or a wish, because the way he asks his question makes it very clear that he believes Jesus can do it. The only question is, will he do it? Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And then we see that Jesus does the unthinkable, the socially unacceptable thing, even. He touches this man. Now, that might not seem like such a big deal to us nowadays, but in that society, it was a huge deal. And to the leper, it must have been a huge deal, too, because you've got to wonder how long it had been since another human being had touched him. No one ever touched a leper, but Jesus did. And with his touch, he indicated his willingness to address the hopeless condition of this dead man walking. What a beautiful story, eh? What a blessing for this unclean man to be touched by Jesus, to be cleansed by Jesus, so he could go to the priest, he could be declared whole again, and he could go back to the temple and worship with God's people. Brothers and sisters, this is our story. This is our story. This is the story of every person who knows that Jesus is the only solution for our desperate condition. We are unclean. Because of our sinful condition. We are dead people walking. And there's only one solution to the problem. Jesus must be willing to make us clean. Only he can make us worthy to approach God in prayer and worship. Only he can make us worthy to participate in him. As the celebration of the Lord's Supper so clearly portrays. Only he can make us worthy of his love. And the amazing truth is that he is willing. That's the theme for the sermon. Jesus is able and willing to make us worthy. We'll consider our grave condition, Jesus' great compassion, and the Lord's gracious cure. Well, the cleansing of the leper is a wonderful illustration of the spiritual cleansing that Jesus provides for sinners. Both in the Old and the New Testament, leprosy is a, is a clear illustration of the predicament of our sinful nature. Like the leper, our lives are spoiled. By nature, we suffer from the leprosy of sin. And that leprosy has spoiled us, heart, soul, and mind, and our body. So we not only need healing, we need cleansing. Of course, we know that in the beginning it was not so. When God put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, everything was good. There were no disappointments. There were no illnesses. There was no unhappiness. There was nothing wrong. But our first parents decided to disobey God. They chose to go their own way instead of following God's way. They wanted to decide for themselves what is right and what is wrong. And the horrific consequences of their self-centered Decision is absolutely devastating. In that moment, life was lost 
It lost its wholeness. It lost its completeness. And you see that in in the fact that they were ashamed that they were naked. And ever since that day, we share the corruption and the guilt of our first parents. We are born with an inherent disposition to sin. And every day we're confronted with the ravaging consequences. We, We see it in the rebellious nature of our own children. We see it and recognize it in our own lustful thoughts, in our dishonesty, our jealousies, our fears. We see it in our bitterness, our resentment, our unwillingness to truly forgive one another. We see it in our pride and arrogance, in our disappointments and our regrets, and we feel it in our bodies when we experience pain and sickness, and fatigue, and mental exhaustion, and the effects of old age. And all these things plague every man and woman, and child. And all of these things spoil our lives. They, they ruin our relationships. They rob us of peace and contentment. We're at war. We're at war with one another. We're at war inside ourselves. And worst of all, we're at war with God. Because all these things keep us, sin alienates us from God. And no matter who we are, we're all born with this condition. And if we remain in this condition, God has said in his word that there is only one end for those who remain in that condition, and that is eternal hellfire. The Bible makes it very clear that in our natural, if we remain in our natural condition, we will remain, we will end up in hell for all eternity. And that's a place where God is only present in his wrath and fury. And so we are in a very grave situation, just like the leper. We cannot rectify our own condition. And if we are to be rescued, we must be rescued from outside of ourselves. So where do we go? Well, just like the leper, we have only one choice left. We must go to Jesus, the Son of God who can cleanse us, who has the divine power to forgive sins, to heal our diseases, to redeem our life from the pit, who can crown us with love and compassion. Jesus is the only answer. And of course, it's, it's always human nature to have the desire to be con- cleansed from whatever ails us, whatever bothers us. But brothers and sisters and boys and girls, young people of the church, are we ready to lay our uncleanness at Jesus' feet and say to him, if you will, you can make me clean? And then are you willing to leave it to him? Because he is the only one who can deal with our desperate condition. The evidence is in our text. See what he does. What does Jesus, the divine healer, do? He does the unthinkable thing. And he touches the untouchable man. He does what no one else would be willing to do. He touches that that dirty, smelly, disgusting, disease-ridden man. You and I. See, that's what he came to do. 
to touch us and to heal us. And notice that he does not recoil in horror. He doesn't shrink back. He touches sinners. You could say, congregation, that the entire gospel is wrapped up in Jesus' demonstration of being willing to touch the leper. Therein we see his great compassion, our second point. The New Testament records in many places that Jesus had great compassion for broken people. He had compassion for the crowds who were like sheep without a shepherd. He came to heal the sick. He came to call sinners to repentance. He came to address our most basic need to be cleansed from our incurable position. Of course, there are many problems in the world. Many. There's violence. There's poverty. And there are many complex problems in the world that need our attention. But those are not our greatest needs. Our greatest need is not the need for comfort and food. It's not being cured of an illness. Our greatest need is to be cleansed from sin and to have our life made whole again. Like Jesus said to the paralyzed man in the first part of Luke chapter 5, Friend, your sins are forgiven. And if that man could speak to us today, he would tell us that he'd rather be paralyzed in heaven than be in hell with two strong legs. Because the real issue with him too was that his sin alienated him from God. And what was true of him was true of the leper. And what was true of those two is true of us, of you and I. We cannot unalienate ourselves from God. Only Christ can do that. We need a Savior who is willing to touch us and cleanse us and willing to restore us to the Father in heaven. And he is willing. See how he reaches out and he touches the leper. He didn't have to. He could have just spoken a word from a distance. He did that before too. Even from far away, he he could heal people in another town just by saying so. But he allowed this leper to come right up to him, totally against the law of Moses. And he went out the the extra mile and and he touched him. He was more than willing. And that is the kind of Savior we have. And it wasn't just a, a sympathetic gesture although that's included. But by touching this man, Jesus was already pointing to this man's restoration. It signified the beginning of, his, of the restoration of his relationship with, with God and, and, and his people. Jesus' touch pointed to the union that this man would once again enjoy with his, his relatives and his family and his friends and with the community. He would be able to go to the temple again, and smell the incense being burned, and he would be able to hear the blessing of the priest. But Jesus went even farther than that. He spoke words as well. He said, I will. I am willing. Be clean. He desired that the man be clean. And by acknowledging that he is willing to do that, Jesus also declared, I am sovereign. It means... My dear friend, you've come to the right place. 
because I'm not only willing, I am able. So he accepts the reverence of the leper. And immediately the leprosy left him. And just as deep, Jesus cast out demons by a word, a spoken word, he forced the leprosy to leave this man. It no longer filled him. He was whole again and restored to health. But there's a greater significance to this illustration because it also signifies Jesus' willingness to take on our corruption. Because if you touch an unclean person, then you become unclean. By touching the leper, Jesus showed what he had come to earth for. He had come to take our uncleanness upon himself, to make himself unclean for our sake. He was willing to take on human flesh, willing to immerse himself in our corruption, our misery, and our brokenness. And he did that while we were unclean, while we were still sinners. No one forced him to reach out and touch the man. No one could force him to come down from heaven to leave his glory behind and come to earth, but he did. He did not have to touch our lives with his own, but he did. He is compassionate and gracious. And yet our impurities do not infect him. Rather, he infects us with his righteousness and his holiness. And he gives us his Holy Spirit to dwell in us. Brothers and sisters, you can't get any closer to Christ than that. He dwells in you. His spirit lives in us. And so he touches our lives every moment of every day because he is with us. Do you believe that? We know and confess that sin makes us unclean. Whether it's the sin of this morning, yesterday, or last week, it makes us unclean. The sins of youth, too, make us feel unclean because we can't forget them. And some of us feel unclean because of what someone else has done to us. Others live with a debilitating disease or chronic pain that that leaves them unable to function the way they would like or the way they used to. We all live with the ugly consequences of sin. The uncleanness of sin, whether that's in body or in mind. And the consequences of the fall into sin can be, can be terrible and even gross and ugly, like, like the leper. Perhaps you think, or there have been moments in your life where you have thought that you are too dirty and ugly for Jesus to touch. But Jesus is not the kind of healer who holds back his hand. Jesus is the kind of healer who reaches out and touches the untouchable. No matter who you are and what you have done, if you come to him like the leper and say, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean, then he will do it. Because for the Lord Jesus, no one is too ugly or too dirty or too unclean. Because he is infinitely clean. 
and he is willing to touch and restore us. And he can do it. He alone can restore the relationship with our God and Father in heaven. And he is willing to do that for you and for me, just as he was willing to do this for the leper. Through the touch of Christ, God cures us. He graciously cures us and makes us whole again. Our third point. And congregation, when he does that, when he does that, he makes you worthy. He makes you worthy to enter the temple. He makes you worthy to come to church. Worthy to worship the Lord with his people in the assembly of the congregation. He makes you worthy to call God your Father. He makes you worthy to serve in the kingdom. He makes you worthy to be parents of covenant children. He makes you worthy of God's love. That's what the Paul writes about in 2 Corinthians 5. When the Lord Jesus touches you, then you are changed. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Therefore, writes Paul, we are not to regard ourselves according to the flesh, that is, according to our old nature. Instead, we are to regard ourselves as a new creation. And sometimes, congregation, I think that's a truth that it's hard for us to really believe and accept. Because we often don't see ourselves the way God sees us, do we? If God does not count our trespasses against us, why do we still do that to ourselves? Isn't it true that we believe and confess that we are forgiven? We often find it hard to really and truly believe it and to live as if we are forgiven. And if Jesus touched the leper and made him clean, does his touch not make you clean as well? And if God says, in Christ you are worthy of my love, who are we to deny it? And if the Lord says, I will remember your sins no more, who are we to deny it? And if he says, I will remove your sins as far as the east is from the west, why do we sometimes have a hard time accepting that? When the Lord Jesus says, eat of the bread and drink from the cup, he is saying, I want you to appropriate me. I want you to be part of me. Cast yourself on his mercy and his grace and his healing touch. He wants us to truly believe that for the sake of Christ, who knew no sin but became sin for us, we become the righteousness of God. Let that truth impact your life, congregation. When you come to the Lord Jesus and say, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you cast yourself on his mercy, he will do it. 
And then you are worthy of his love. You are worthy of his love. And this truth should also impact the way you treat others. Especially the members in the church and the members of your own family. If the Lord Jesus is willing to reach out and touch your brother and sister with his life and with his sacrifice, should you not do the same? Even the ones whose quirks and quirks put your teeth on edge or whose attitude rubs you the wrong way? Or would you dare to say to the Lord Jesus, it's okay if you want to touch them, Lord. I don't want anything to do with them. We have to be careful because if we think about others that way, then we show that we despise the healing touch of Jesus. So the healing touch of Jesus then calls us to live as people who have been united in the love of Christ. For the sake of Christ who loved us, who is willing to reach out and touch us, we must be willing to love others, to reach out and touch others with our lives, or to quote from the form for the celebration of the Lord's Supper, not just in word, but also in deed. And so there's more to Jesus' willing touch than merely an initial cleansing. His healing touch also is a call to obedience because it restores us to a new life. And Jesus pointed to this restoration when he ordered the leper to go and see the priest, to show himself to the priest. Jesus did this because he had not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. And for this man to be legally declared clean, he had to undergo ceremonial purification as described elsewhere in Leviticus 14. But at this point in his life, in his ministry, Jesus had not yet completed his work on earth. So the requirement of the law still had to be fulfilled for this Israelite leper. He had to offer sacrifices for his purification. But then think of those words that Jesus said to him. He said, I will be clean. And of course, the leper didn't know this at the time, but when Jesus said those words, he meant, I am willing to go all the way to the cross for you so that you can be cleansed and made worthy of the Father's love. It was only because Jesus was ready to go to the cross that the requirement of the law could be met. The leper didn't know that yet at that time, but we do. For us, the requirement of the law has been fulfilled. Jesus has fulfilled the law. He has met that requirement. He took on the stained flesh of human nature, and he took on all our infirmities. He shouldered all our hurts and our pains and our sorrows, our illnesses, our dirty little secrets. And he was driven out of Jerusalem away from the temple, outside of the city gates, because he took our uncleanness upon himself. It was not his uncleanness that forced him outside of the city. It was not his uncleanness that made the Father forsake him. It was not his uncleanness that heaped all the abuse and scorn upon him. It was ours. 
But thanks be to God, by his death and resurrection, Christ has completed the requirement of the law. He has appeased the wrath of God. And he has removed the barrier of uncleanness. And if we believe in him, confess our sins to him, and lay our lives before him, we may immediately come into the presence of God because the temple curtain has been torn. And he is present with us with his Holy Spirit. And he renews us and he restores us so that we become willing to live within the boundaries of the law that Christ has fulfilled. He grants us his Holy Spirit so that we can now show ourselves to the great high priest. Show ourselves thankful for all that he has done. Brothers and sisters, this is how the Lord Jesus reaches out and touches sinners like you and I. He reaches out to unclean sinners and he makes them whole again. He is not ashamed of us. He is not ashamed to be called our brother. He reaches out to you and says, I am willing to be clean. Amen.